Hello and welcome all brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, sons and daughters. You are listening to another installment of the Walking Home Podcast. I am your host, the father of Osiris, the owner of The Rock, the uncle of Fluffy, Nicholas Posadas. Today I bring to you the look inside a man that is 23 years old, single, with one cat named Fluffy, my nephew. He is the gracious owner of the walking home laptop and my roommate, Mason Morrison. Mason is the uh, embodiment of the phrase, don't judge a book by its cover. Though Mason's demeanor and looks, phrases, ideas may seem as though he doesn't give a fuck, there's plenty that Mason Morrison gives a fuck about. Just to name a few, his son, as mentioned twice before, Fluffy. Um, he cares about bionuclear physics, the superposition of subatomic particles, the nuclear fission equation, and cat assholes. Mason is an expert about a lot of things that people just don't see the need to be an expert in, but... Once you see the the prowess that Mason carries whenever he knows that he knows more than half the people in the room, uh, who else can know how to check a cat for hemorrhoids? Who else can dig worms out of cat's assholes just for a side job? Who knows that and how to find the superposition of a subatomic particle? Mason Morrison. That's who. It's about time we start giving Dr. Morrison his respect, and that's what I'm here to do for you guys today. We had a great, loving conversation with a special guest, Curtis Brock Houston from Shop Last Rep, Shop Last Rep, Shop Last Rep. Curtis joined us to discuss the first part of the Kanye documentary. By the time you lovely angels are listening to this, there are two parts out. Um, I haven't been able to recap the second part with him, but that is coming next week. So we're a week behind, but stay with us if you're watching, which you should be, because Kanye West is clearing his name from the horrendous slander you pigs have thrown at him for years, thinking Taylor Swift deserved that trophy, thinking Kim K's an angel. If you still ride with... Skeet, you might as well just not listen to my podcast. Skeet used to be one of my heroes, personally, until I seen the shysty side of him and kind of threw me for a, a whirlwind of emotions, both of my favorite creators um, going at ends. It's kind of weird. I never thought that it would happen in the way it did, if it would ever happen, but... uh. We just want Kanye and Kid Cudi to be friends again. So, skeet, skeet, skeet. Got to figure it out, please. So, nothing left for me to say, but shop last rep, shop last rep. Listen to Walking Home. Share it. Please just rate it on whatever it is that needs to be done. Rate it. Go to YouTube. Rate it. This podcast platform, rate it. Please subscribe. Shout it out. Show your love. Y'all do so much for me already, and I appreciate every single one of you little 
ear angels. So to play us out, I have a lovely song produced by Osiris featuring Buckaroo Banzai the second. Thank you guys. Love everyone. legend lariat circle hall of famer mason morrison <laughs> say something for yourself buddy for myself uh who are you i mean i'm lariat circle hall of famer mason morrison aka skinny light what does it take to grow up and be a lariat circle hall of famer well you have to be you gotta be strong. <laughs> <laughs> what what through your life made you strong? <laughs> Being called dumbass every day. Is that because you were born with dyslexic disorder? No. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as dyslexia? Yeah. How did that affect you growing up? They made me feel stupid for no reason. <laughs> to be honest with you. Do you think it's far-fetched to think that someone can go to college and get a job with dyslexia <laughs> and not use drugs? <laughs> it's highly far-fetched. <laughs> no, I know dyslexic people that have graduated college Drug free? Well, of course not <laughs> Have you ever taken any pharmaceutical to help dyslexia? No, I honestly don't think they have anything like that You don't think they have anything like that? No, I mean dyslexia is just I feel like it's kind of in your head. I guess it's kind of what ADD or like uh, like Adderall is. Yeah, I mean Adderall would probably oh, help. Like Ritalin. Yeah, I mean, see, you just gotta think. Dyslexia is just jumbling up letters when you're reading it, basically. Yeah, and what did you have to go through doing that, <sighs> buddy boy? <laughs> what did you have to practice on? 
When you were in the they, room, what did they teach you? They made us, like, they would give us sentences. And, like, we would have to put the, like, I can't think of the word. I want to say acronyms, but I don't think it's acronyms. Oh, we'd have to put, like, you know how, in like, Spanish, they have the dots and stuff above the some of the letters and stuff? Yeah. We'd have to do stuff like that. Like, on book, we'd put basically a big U over the U, I mean, the two O's. And, like, that's basically telling you to... Oh, you had to put, like, the pronunciation yes, over the letters? the pronunciations, yeah. We did that. We had to read a lot. So, uh, what would happen whenever the... Um, <laughs> What would happen whenever the rest of the class was, like, taking spelling tests? You would go and take it somewhere else or what? Yeah, well, basically, so in elementary school, it was, you you know, you didn't leave your classroom. You did all the same, you did all your, like, math, English, and all that stuff in one classroom. Yeah, right, right, right. So when it came down to English, they would take us to a different class, a different classroom for dyslexic kids. Oh, so you would take all your spelling tests over there, too? Yeah. But then when we got into, like, middle school and stuff and, like, high school, you know, you had CM, whereas, like, they take you, they basically read you the test and give you the answers just because you're dyslexic. I'm sorry. (laughs) Took away my challenges. (laughs) No, I'm I'm being the, what do they call it whenever you talk about people with, like, disabilities? Ableist. Is that what they call it, an ableist? But I thought it was, like, Something for whenever you're like, I thought ableist was when you're like helping people with like their addiction, you know, like if Mason was addicted to meth and I was addicted to meth and Mason wanted to quit, but I didn't want to quit and I kept doing meth and Mason just kept doing meth because of me, I would be an ableist. I think that's an ableist. That's an ableist too though, right? Yeah. I think it just goes both ways, right? I would think so. Or maybe it's disabledist. Ableism is discrimination in favor of able-bodied people. Oh, ableism. Ableist is. You're talking. I know what you're talking about, but it's not ableist. But in enabler, enabler, enabler. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, go. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, an ableist. Ableist is what you're thinking of. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I feel like I'm being an ableist, but also I'm obviously not being serious because well, yeah, no. I know what happens just just like yeah. the kids at school. So yeah, I mean, speaking of dyslexic kids, we gotta make a phone call to Sir Brock Houston, last rep CEO Mason. That motherfucker awake? Oh yeah, it's only nine. Give us a tune. Hello. What's good, young dick? Damn, my fuck, you done told me you called me half an hour ago. <laughs> Shit happened. What the fuck is this? Get busy, you know. We were uh, playing games. We were playing wrestling. Playing we had to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing wrestling. Naked. That sounds like just sex to me. I mean, it was, no, like, PlayStation on the, we were playing on the PlayStation, but we were both naked in the living room. Right. Right. Sex, you're just fucking. Right. Exactly. So you seen the Kanye documentary, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. I invited Brock on the podcast for 
I guess, every week to talk about the Kanye documentary, Genius. And, uh, Are you on right now? Yeah, we're on right now, rolling. We're rolling right now? We're hot. Right now, right now. Right now, we're hot, yep. Do I sound all right? Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he sounds good, right? You yeah. sound good. Well, you just got me plugged up to the... No, how, I, how's that I, work? You're on speakerphone in front of the mic. <laughs> Sounds good, right, though. Go hey, they know you got a fat cock, okay? You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> All right, so what were, what were your biggest takeaways from the first part of the Kanye doc? And did you watch the second part? Because if this you one, did, okay, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Alexa's is talking about principles dealing with the changing world of order. She just started saying that shit out of nowhere. Anyways, um, so did you watch the second part already? I was just about to say, motherfucker, you called me in the middle of it. Oh, I'm already, boy. I'm already part two, 45 minutes in. Yeah, I ain't seen uh, part two yet, so we'll have to hold off on that one. But uh, Hey, I will just say, that shit is different. Like, first part... For real? Because the second part is get, gets into him making callers drop out. And let me just say. Boy, howdy. <laughs> but no, nah, the first part, I will say, like, the first part, it's just a lot to unravel. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about, you know, what what we can talk about. But, like, damn, it's just a lot to unravel when watching the first part. Yeah. So, I mean, what would I take away from it? It's, I'll say this, it's crazy seeing a young 20-year-old Kanye. Yeah. Like, I feel like if if people only know him from, like, now, like, his Kim Kardashian shit, like, just all the antics he does now. Right. You know? Yeah. I feel like if they were to watch part one, it's like, damn, this motherfucker's been the same. Like, right, yeah, the same he's dude. So, he's so, like, you just see the confidence in him. Yeah. When he's a 20-something-year-old, and it's like, yes, he is, like, he's had his arrogant asshole ways, but that's when it came to when he was bigger. Like, when he was 20-something, he had so much confidence in in himself. And, like, in a way, I feel like that's inspiring to somebody, you know, trying to, trying to make way in their own career path so right yeah i mean just that in its instance like that like there's something about that grind did your phone my phone died (laughs) (laughs) let me call him (laughs) this motherfucker just hung up on me Uh, you can just hold them in your speakerphone if you want. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Keeping that in. Keeping it in. Keeping it in. Filling in words to make it not awkward. Talking too much? Hey, that was Osiris. My bad. His phone died. My phone, stri- like that, huh? <laughs> My phone straight died. <laughs> so... Do you remember where you were at? Uh, 
Um, yeah, like I was saying before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> uh, no, it's um, seeing just a young Kanye grinding away. Yeah, and five like, today. He walked up into Rockefeller Records and he's like playing music for everybody in that motherfucker. And it's you, you look at their faces and they're just like, it's whatever, you know. Which I did see something something about like saying the people who he was playing it for they had heard it 10 20 times before so they're like they're over it at that point basically yeah but i mean that just shows his drive and yeah right he's trying to push it that hard yeah he's trying to push it that hard yeah and so in that with that with saying that like this man kanye you look past all his bullshit at the end of the day he truly believed in himself and it's something to aspire to be because if you truly want to work at something you believe that you're amazing at and you want to do for the rest of your life yeah and i mean you just got to put in the work you got to grind i'll just say that and also it was it was very touching to see uh, when he pulled up on his mom, and then his whole mood so, changed. Yeah, it was like, crazy that that all that everything that happened in that sequence happened in one night. Yeah, like he heard the dude talk shit on the radio. Yeah, went to yep. that radio station. Yeah, cleared his name. Yeah, and then went pissed off to his mom and like was a different person leaving. And and you see Donda like. It kind of he kind of like reassured Kanye that hey it's all right yeah like and she she had so much confidence in Kanye too which right, was yeah. fucking like damn near broke a tear out of my eye watching it the first time right like, yeah he was sitting there basically like like you said he just got basically had a rough night yeah his home his homeboy who looks up to this film whatever and he already made up with him the same night too yeah and that was an emotional moment for him there's just so much to unpack yeah in that first part and yeah i I thought it was very special that donda was yeah like if anybody believes in kanye more than kanye it was donda yeah right yeah i like the fact that it's backed up everything that kanye has been built about his like whole career that he's never been able like to directly like show how he's been put down the way he has you right. know what i mean right this like seeing him go through this first part where uh, people aren't really taking him serious is what he just like overcame in the fashion industry too where people weren't yeah. taking him sh- his shit seriously because they're like oh he's a rapper but first he's it was, oh he's just a producer he's making these funky ass looking shoes yeah. It's just like speaks to something where people are like downplaying you to be one thing, but you know you're more and you're just like not going to take that for an answer, you know? And the fact that, no, he's trying to wear many hats, which I've preached to you so many times on the podcast. Like I'm trying to wear a bunch of hats. Like I ain't trying to just do last rip. I want to do a bunch of shit. That's honestly where I look up to Kanye on that because he's just he's trying to do it all. Yeah, he and really. So is. him breaking through through 
through the fashion industry yeah it's 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 aspiring you know like right. he's not and it, it goes beyond before that like he was a producer and everybody's like oh you're just a producer mm-hmm. you're just gonna be a, like even like dame dash and all them and Rockefeller yeah. records they're yeah we're gonna sign you but i mean we really just want to keep you around yeah that was that was another thing is that uh whenever kanye starts these like uh random beefs with people like dame dash and like jay-z and like i guess for right now kid cuddy with like the little bit of information we really know about the whole thing or whatever but right like but when you see like the way he's been treated before by people like dame dash and even kind of jay-z you could see the the like you can uh, see where he's coming from yeah and the insecurity of that situation right yeah that it took him so long to be noticed for like what he really wanted to be you know i think he he truly does put a lot of trust in people and when people break that trust it kind of like lets them down yeah this is just like you know two motherfuckers outside perspective yeah. looking at him like he does yeah but um yeah i feel like if if i'm in his shoes like and i put all this trust in you and i feel like we could truly make something great together and then you end up going and doing some shit or like shit just breaks down between our yeah. relationship i mean it kind of it kind of hits hard you know when when it happens yeah so i mean yeah, like even in the documentary, it's 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 from the early stages. He's been kind of let down or like lied to, like used, yeah, yeah, abused, and right. so yeah. I mean, I don't blame him. And and another thing, this this is probably a little bit off topic, but I mean, still about Kanye. One thing I did take away from the first episode or even like halfway through the second episode you can see i'll just say like if anybody has seen the joe rogan and kanye west uh podcast yeah joe, like in the middle of it kanye's just i i think he's talking about his presidency and like all these things he would change about the country and all that and while kanye is like just spitting away at joe like unraveling all these ideas to Joe. Joe's like, well, well, he's trying to rope him back in, you know. Yeah. He's trying to like, like you. He Joe's sitting there telling Kanye, like, hey, you. I, I feel like you have all these brilliant ideas, and like it's just going around and around in your head all the time. But like, yeah. I feel like you have a tough time, kind of, you know, putting all like obviously. He has great ideas, and he's been able to perfect those ideas and make it happen. Yeah. At the same time, he's got 50 other things going on in his mind. Yeah, it's like the balance between doing a bunch of things and doing one thing that you're really good at. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And so even then, which brings me back to the point, like Kanye has not changed. The only thing that's changed is he's more famous than ever. Yeah, and has more money. The same shit in the documentary when he was a twenty-something-year-old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you hear when he was uh spitting to the reporter in the car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at the gas station or whatever. He was, he was um he was talking to him like for a little uh, newspaper article or whatever. Yeah. 
see him just go off on these 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 rants where he's just like talking himself up and then like saying this this and that and like you just see all these ideas from his mind unraveling right and like he's trying to rope it all in together yeah and it just it, it amazes me because i mean that that is people should watch this documentary just because if they want a better understanding of kanye yeah. it'll, it'll, it most definitely help with that i mean you know Motherfuckers were watching Justin Bieber documentary in 2012, saying, "Man, I didn't know Justin Bieber was this cool." <laughs> well, you're telling me Justin Bieber gets tang? <laughs> no, but uh, no, but for real, it's just like it's really a testament to Kanye and just like how far he's come and like the real shit that he's gone through that people just think he got like a fucking golden pass in life for whatever reason or that he's just like. One of the famous people that's just famous for no reason, or whatever you want to say, you know. I think people look at Kanye and they only see the negative, and they only see like him on this pedestal. Where why the fuck are you acting like a belligerent idiot all the time and all that? It's because this motherfucker has been through hell and back the whole nine yards, and despite all this, the bullshit that he does, like, with the whole, I mean, just one of the most famous ones, him taking the mic away from Taylor Swift, I mean, everybody and their mama knows about that. <laughs> right, yeah. When he's trying to <laughs> congratulate Beyonce, like, if you don't know anything about Kanye, you know at least that. Yeah, right. But what I'm saying is, like, at the end of the day, I feel he's human. And right. he, was, he had this goal, this, this mindset since he was, I mean, just a fucking 10-year-old. And he stuck to it. He stuck to his word. He stuck to himself. And I feel like, as as cliche as it fucking sounds, like if you truly want to go after something, then fucking do it. Right. Despite all the bullshit that gets thrown your way. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. <laughs> so, two things. First off, yeah. One word to describe the second part of the documentary so far. And to get us excited about watching it. Okay. Um, one word. Mm. I'll give you max three. Max three words. Max three <laughs> words? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck, man. Put me on the spot. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I'll say the college dropout. Okay, there we go. That's all. I feel like that. Hey, that's enough. And then, last thing. Okay. A quick, uh, just, what would you say? Maybe like a quick description of being dyslexic. (laughs) Why? Trust me. That's been the first before you got on the podcast tonight. That was all he was talking about was me being dyslexic. <laughs> Are you for real? You want me? You want me? To... Yeah, describe I mean, no, it. Wait, answer, answer this one question. Okay. Can you go to college and get a job without doing drugs? Yes. And be, hey, man. And be dyslexic. And be dyslexic. Hey. Hey, I'll answer 
just the dyslexic part. Uh, I'm better th- at math than you, bitch. Okay. So All right. That's cool. I can agree with that. <laughs> Real cool. Yeah, Brock, you are pretty good at math. But, I'm, I'm a damn math major. Hey, man. Thanks for joining. We yeah, love no you. Problem. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to wrapping up part two. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll watch it probably tomorrow. It's a, it's a fucking good one. Yes, sir. Love you, Brock. Love, love you, Brock. Boys. Y'all take care. Yes, yes sir. sir. You too. Yeah. Talk to you later. Alright. Bye. Bye. Man, always good hearing from uh, co-dyslexic oh. Brock Houston. Oh, Curtis Houston. <laughs> Curtis Houston, man. Talk about the days back in 521. We were living some party Bye. days back then. Living life. <laughs> Fucking smoking nonstop blunts on the couch in what, my bed. So. What do you think would have changed if Brock wasn't there? Uh, honestly, the amount of people we hung out with. Yeah. And I feel like we would have just got stoned and done nothing but like play video games or some yeah. stupid shit. I mean, Brock definitely like... Oh, what am I trying to say? He definitely like helps... He's he's more of a social person than us. Yeah. He 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 likes to connect with people more than we do, I guess you could say. If you when you think of 521, what memory comes to your mind like right off the bat? Right off the bat like Yeah. One of the first weekends of us being there like that first week really just us really cuz I remember Yeah, probably that first week was one of the first memories that popped in my mind was when we were all just chilling on the couch, playing Smash Bros with the TV on the ground. Yeah, with the TV on the ground and just playing Smash Bros. Like, I didn't even know how to play Smash Bros. I was just fucking playing because everyone was. Well, on the GameCube, man, all you got to do is button, button mash. Just yeah. <laughs> press as many as you can and go in the direction you want. Those were the day. Like, the fact that the first thing we did was play Smash Bros on a GameCube. That's kind of weird. Exactly. It's not weird, but it's just like, what the hell? Before we had Wi-Fi. Yeah. But yeah, oh my God, we went a whole month without Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, all so we can do is rewatch movies Yeah, we, and play video games. I think I literally think we didn't sign up to get Wi-Fi until after we watched every single movie all the way through once. Yeah. And we, then we were like, okay, maybe it's time we finally figure out the yeah. Wi-Fi situation. Probably watch Team America four times. At least. We showed everyone so many classics just because whenever they came over, we didn't have anything else to watch. Yeah. They were just like, well, Brock hadn't seen Team America before then, and he also hadn't seen one other movie. I can't remember, but there were multiple people that came over and would just watch the movies that we had. Yeah. And that's when they just used to be able to be, like, thrown all over the ground. Yeah. And pick them up. I think me and you came back with, like, 10 movies total to the apartment the first time. Yeah. And then then now we we have like 30. Oh, more than that. I mean, you got, yeah, there's a lot over there. I was telling someone the other day about how every time we go to Whitney, we go to Dollar General and buy movies. At least one. And I was telling them that the best part is that you go in and you just buy like five movies, but you end up with like 10 because two of them are like, yeah, one for five, you know. Exactly. And then you end up with like the corniest movies, like Black Dynamite. Let's just name all the movies we've bought going to the lake house. Let's start with the least uh, 
the least uh what would you say exciting i guess least exciting uh most common is like spider-man 2 um yeah spider-man 2 wasn't it this is the end or it was that one that was the four pack with seth rogan that was uh the christmas one the christmas one pineapple express and i thought it had one other movie in it it may not have but i don't remember there were those with seth rogan yeah and then uh to more i guess like that those really were the lamest one oh uh no, uh, Gatsby. What was the full oh, name of that? The Great, the Gatsby. Great Gatsby. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Life of Pi. Oh, that was, was it, that was just a cool movie to watch on acid. Well, other than that, the funnier part was that we took the acid and then we were like, Oh, we know yeah, what this, this li- is. <laughs> yeah, this Life of Pi is gonna be pretty cool. It's like you know, trippy visuals yeah. or whatever. And then it ended up being about like Jesus. Yeah, it's all. And then about we were Jesus. like, Whoa, what? I didn't. We didn't think this was gonna take a Jesus turn. Yeah, that was so funny because I remember we were probably like fifteen minutes into the movie. Yeah. And you said, "Oh, I know what this is gonna be." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, you just saw the clear signs coming that yeah. it's gonna lead to Jesus being the Almighty Savior, which he is. If you have the cross-eyed Jesus Christ superstar from the first original shot in Jerusalem, any other Jesus ain't acceptable. <laughs> And then, so we had great the Great Gatsby, The Life of Pi, um, and then we got into the weird movies, which were the, the first horror, ones I would say were the, the horror collection, the horror collection. Ones, which yeah. is Piranha, not the Piranha you're thinking. Not it has nothing to do with. Well, no, there were there was a Piranha in it at the very end. This is a movie that we watched at like half speed. And oh my god! You remember we watched it at half speed and yeah. like because nothing eventful was happening. Because they and raced motorcycles for like 30 yeah, minutes straight. There's about 30 minutes of straight motorcycle play. And they're just racing around like not even in an order or in a like sophisticated race. <laughs> no, just, just going like at it. Rednecks back wooding some fucking dirt bikes through <laughs> fucking Africa or some shit. Yeah. Wherever they were. And this one just overly misogynistic like strong male lead. That was there to protect them, you know, like the stereotypical, yeah. that stereotypical character. And uh, he ends up being like the diamond thief or whatever. And it's just, it was, that was, that movie is a lot to unpack. Yeah, that was, That's a lot to unpack. It was a lot to unpack, especially because we watched it at two times speed. So like <laughs> yeah. we were basically didn't know what was going on. We just kind of guessed at it. But right, yeah. towards the end, you figured it out. And so with Piranha came the Little Shop of Horrors, which was not, uh, not really anything special. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that in like a actual theatrical setting, yeah. like you know, stage and all that. And so then, it wasn't not not like a weird one. Was there three or four movies? I think there, there was four. Oh, I know what the other one was actually, which I ended up finding out was another pretty classic, like. Or like classic classic horror movie mm-hmm. that like gets a lot of praise was uh, the Carnival of Souls. Oh you yeah, we watched it and we kind of didn't think it was anything significant. I think just because the oldness of yeah, it makes that means... it seem like it's on like a, the lowest budget ever. Yeah, that's true. But we watched it and it it was kind of cool and interesting and it really kind of made sense, you know, that all those people were dead or whatever. Yeah. 
which I don't know, like if these are just movies you got to check out to really understand completely, yeah, but because we're not good at explaining it either. Well, yeah, but <laughs> Carnival of Souls is definitely a classic horror movie that gets praised for uh, being as good as it was because it was yeah. pretty good. It was a good movie, yeah. Now that like it we has look a back good storyline and all that, yeah, you know, it doesn't go everywhere like Piranha. And then uh, Night of the Living the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, which the we, original, yeah, which being having our minds blown at the time, we were kind of like, what? It, the ending made us think it was like all about race or whatever. Yeah, which I still haven't gotten to the bottom to. If no, because we haven't racist like I haven't mood. looked it up or anything, anything about it. Yeah, Other, I don't know, but I could definitely see it. Like, well, because what that came out in like. Fuck, like 1970s maybe, maybe earlier than that because it was in black and white. And it was also so funny that like the whole time being throughout like cinematic history now, everyone, you know, always says that the black person dies first in the horror movies. And then so we watched that and I'm like, he was making a joke. Yeah, I'm making a joke like, well, we all know the black guy's about to die, right? Yeah. Not because I'm racist. It's just how it is. Like that's like literally a meme now. Yeah. No, so I mean, people understand that. Yeah. But anyways, so saying that the whole time, and then he makes it all the way to the end, and then dies. It's like weird because you kind of start to think that that's where like this whole stereotype starts. You're yeah. Like, hmm, is this where they got it from? Because he dies first, and he doesn't. And then you're like, well, where the fuck did it start? Because this is like yeah, where the oldest horror movie in the game, and it's got huh. one black guy in it, and he survives till the end. I wonder where that did start. Right. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. We should get to the bottom of that. Something, That'd be a good documentary. That's something. To that's look a YouTube into. documentary right there. Yeah. Oh, that's that would I'm be like. so cool if we like looked up stereotypes and like try to figure out where they started. But. That would still be wouldn't hard. dispel it, but no, it would just basically be our uh, it would obviously but touchy because it has to do with race. Yeah, but uh, so and then one no. time when we were in Lake Whitney, we got a hold of a red box, and uh, we watched Uncut Gems there. Uh, yeah, Uncut and, Gems. And uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in the Hollywood, a one movie. That was a pretty great movie. It was like. Better to, it was like the first Tarantino movie that I saw before I knew it was like, or like, that came out, and I was able to watch like fresh. You know oh what I mean? yeah, I know. Because by yeah. the time I even by the time I watched Django, it had aged a little bit. You yeah, know what I mean? like you've seen a bunch of stuff about yeah. it. So and, like some of it's not new to you yeah. already. And then obviously, uh, I guess you can count. Wasn't did he do the hateful eight? Yeah, he did Hateful Eight. I don't think I ever saw the Hateful Eight, honestly. Like, but what do you mean? Like, I never saw Hateful Eight. You've never seen the movie? Yeah, no. What? Yeah, no. I, I could have sworn you seen that. That's a good ass movie. No. If you ask me, I I like that movie. Like, I've always, I don't know, something's always like turned me off about it, where I just didn't want to watch it. It gives me like, um, kind of like Reservoir Dogs, kind of. Oh yeah. Like it's I all like that. The story set up. Oh yeah, kind of. I, I know why I didn't watch uh, Hateful Eight because we were doing 
book reports in one of my college history classes, the one, the few that I did take. Yeah. And this one douchey-ass kid that I hated, like, sat with his girlfriend right in front of me and would, like, flirt with her all the time. And I just had to see it, so I didn't, like, like it because it was so douchey, you know? And then, so, he gets up there, and he's like, my, we have to, like, make a project about our favorite movies and say, like, why it, why we like it, what it has to do with history and how history has to, like, do with it. You know what I mean? I guess that it's kind of the same thing, but. I know what you mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it's based on history, it had to be something like that. So. He says his movie is The Hateful Eight. And then the teachers, you know, ask, why is this your favorite movie? And he said, just the way the whole story and everything is, like, played out and it all just comes together at the end. I was like, yeah, like, any fucking story ever? Yeah, like, any story with an ending ever comes to an end and wraps up? Oh, like, yeah. that's your favorite part yeah, about he, it? He literally did explain, a, like... A story yeah <laughs> like all the different parts about it and just everything just ends up coming together at the end and it it's just a really good movie so what I- any movie ever yeah it's like, you, it's like what have you never finished a movie before yeah they'll like, yeah all the other movies just don't come together at the end he's just watching the ones with bad endings it's <laughs> like he's only watching the movies where the hero or the villain wins at the end yeah like fucking, uh, he's only watching Endgame. Endgame, <laughs> <laughs> not Endgame. Uh, 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 Infinity War. Infinity Wars. Yeah, yeah. This is like <laughs> nothing wrapped up at the end of that yeah. one. No, just yeah. That was that's the one chaos. movie that nothing wrapped up in. Yeah, that was just. Oh yeah. Well, that fucking yeah. sucks. But from now, it makes more sense that you're saying it's like Reservoir Dogs, yeah. where it's like it's. The main setting is one prior to the majority of the movie, or after after a majority of the movie. Well, the only thing that's what I was gonna say. The only thing that's different about it, Reservoir Dogs, is that it doesn't skip around like Reservoir Dogs. Like, oh, it all happens in order. Oh, okay. But it's most of the movie is all in one room, basically. Oh, if that I got makes you. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, it's still... It's it's a good movie. It's just long. Seeing Reservoir Dogs kind of was a a mind-blower to, like... No, yeah. See the story be told that way was crazy. Especially on, like, film, you know? Yeah, I rewatched it the other day. I feel like whenever things get put on movie and film, it's just, like, easier to dumb them down and make them get straight to the point rather than, like, when you're writing and you can, like... I feel like you can twist and like weave more things exactly. in and out of it, which I guess is just like proves how good it is to have good writers on your movies and yeah. TV shows and shit. But cause I mean, like I would have never thought to write a movie like that, honestly. Yeah. Cause you're not Quentin Tarantino. Exactly. I'm definitely not no Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I also just love how that man likes to be in his own <laughs> movies and stuff. Yeah, and it just It's never big parts. It's better that his face is just so unappeasing that and he still <laughs> he still doesn't mind being in those movies and just like fuck it. 
I'm a movie star because it's my movie, bitch. Yeah, he always gives himself such small parts, though. Quentin Tarantino, you know, you that's a guy that you look at and you just know he's into some, like, freak weird shit, like, makes his wife dress up like a pony or something. Oh, God. Poor wife. Does he even have a wife? <laughs> I don't know if he can even have a wife. Like, Let's see if this man is married, first of all. It's like the face he's always making is just like a... It's, he's unhappy. It's like if you just... Someone just keeps saying stupid shit in your ear and you're just like making that face. Like, what the fuck? I think that's supposed to that's be the it. face Quentin Tarantino makes. Tarantino, T A R. Quentin Tarantino. Oh my goodness. Why don't you shut the fuck up? So that's a full wrap around from the beginning of the podcast. Oh wow. Dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> He is married to Daniela Pick. Isn't she Asian? Not that I don't know her name, but I know his wife. Oh, not I don't Asian. Think she's Asian. Today's sponsor of the Walking Up Podcast is the Morrison's Dyslexic Medicine. ADHD medicine, Adderall. <laughs> Just one pill a day makes you not dyslexic for that day. Yeah, that's a lot of money though. One pill a day. Yeah, one pill a day that would not be worth it, and that's just Hell stupid. No. Especially because like the people that take those just act like fucking zombies all day or something. Yeah, it's so weird. That are all cooling off. You need to get some shit done, but other than that, yeah, you don't need that shit. Like just be goddamn like, yeah, that, that makes you a zombie. It takes away. It's like the giver. Takes away your feelings. Yeah. So, do you ever wonder about, like, how the Black Plague ended? The bubonic plague? Like, ever Uh, think of just, like, how did that shit come to an end? Where it's just like, yeah, no one has it anymore. I've I've thought about it once or twice. and It feels like some stupid shit you learned in history that you forgot, right? It does, and, like, they really don't, they, now that you look back on it, like, they never really tell you how it ends, and honestly, the only thing that makes sense to me is that they just mass murder people and burn their bodies. That's, like, the really the only way I could think of that they would do it medieval days. Well, yeah, I mean, but that, it doesn't stop the fact that they just stopped getting the plague. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because even those bodies were contagious. Yeah, that's like, true. The, I mean, people had to wear the mask and shit. Yeah, I mean that that is true. Because that would honestly be like, oh, let's kill and burn everybody that has COVID, but yeah. it's probably still gonna be around. Yeah, that this guy from the UK, he's like a prime minister, and he's like a big deal for being like an idiot, and he literally looks like an idiot, and his name's Boris Johnson. But anyways, he just said that he's going to lighten up on all the UK's COVID restrictions because it's time to just deal with COVID or to just live with COVID. So Like we've been doing for the past yeah, two and a half years. That's what I don't get is like at this point, it's all just like... It's another flu at this point. I mean, people, they say people are dying from it, yeah. but like I'd say it's kind of like 
people go into the hospital and like, yeah, they have COVID. They'll die from heart attack and they'll say, oh, well, yeah, you had a heart attack, but it was because of COVID. Yeah. So I think you don't know what's what people are actually dying of COVID or natural causes at that point. Yeah. It's just weird how like easy it is to discriminate for like people being back. Like, say, for instance, which I kind of don't want to get too far into Mm -hmm. because I want Jake to come and tell like his side of the story. But for for our friend Jake Latterman, who's been on the podcast before, he is, went to visit another friend in Alaska and had a connecting flight or whatever. I don't even know the whole story, like I'm saying. Uh, he's in Seattle right now, and he can't do anything because he's not fully vaccinated, and he doesn't have a negative COVID test. And not that it would matter, because yeah. he, he needs to be both. So he's not able to eat food or get a hotel or get an Uber. So he said, so um, yeah. was my understanding of it at this point in time. Yeah. So it seems like the man the, has I to mean, sit in the airport. We, we know for sure we've heard of the food thing. Like yeah. You can't go to restaurants or anything. Definitely heard that in mask. New York. Right. Yeah. And well, in New and, York and some places they won't let you in without a vaccination card. Right. Yeah. So the hotels one, it seems feasible. But it's not something I've heard before. Yeah. But I'm not going to discredit it because Jake told me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that. And then it's just weird because there's nothing else in the world that would make any company say, no, you can't eat here because of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? mean, I mean, I mean, I can believe it just because like canada canada made it a law basically where you have to be vaccinated yeah even if you want to just go and visit yeah you have to be fully vaccinated but it's just stupid and weird that nothing else is ever gonna be that way but it is like that for yeah with this vaccine it depends i mean honestly if we had another like you said black plague it would they would do some shit like that, like you. Yeah. Oh, like you, you got these kind of symptoms. Well, you definitely can't fucking come here. Yeah, I don't know, man. Shit's weird. I, I just wish it would all like end. But no, yeah, honestly. But people said, at corporate jobs like me and Emily and me. maybe even you now, yeah, we don't have to wear a mask anymore. At least well, in Texas, do you? Well, they say it's mandatory for us, but nobody, only half the people Uh-oh. do. Well, they straight up told us we don't have to anymore. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's good. That's getting back to normal. And, yeah. like, it's what part of my ideas were of today is just, like, this shit can really just get back to normal now. I'm, like, it's even more, like, promising seeing how quick people snap back to normal. Yeah. But, and it's not like that there's... uh. It just feels like that was the end. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But also, I don't know, because I just feel like there can't be another variant or whatever. Well, I mean... It's, some, it's, some shit. I don't know, bro. It's possible that there could be another variant, just because, like... I mean, you got to think of how many different kind of flus we have, too. I mean... Yeah. I mean, I basically compare it to the flu, just because, like, if you get the flu bad enough... You're you're gonna die from it on it. It's possible people die from it, like all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, 
uh, we're not scientists. We're not doctors. Yeah. Just personal practicing the First Amendment here. Yeah, personal opinions. We're protected by the First Amendment. I don't know. Any questions or inquiries, (laughs) please uh, contact my lawyer, OsirisJohnson at gmail.com. Here's my last thing on it, too. Okay. I just think it's stupid that people get, like, pissed off about, like, oh, well, you're not vaccinated and stuff, but, like... I hate comparing it to the flu because it's not the flu, but yeah. Like then you should be mad at me because I don't get the flu shot. Yeah, every right. Year. Yeah, but exactly. I don't. I don't know. It's stupid and weird. For right now, I want to say, is Goosebumps a fucking kids show? We're watching Goosebumps right now. Hey. <laughs> It, uh, People may know sometimes in the background of recording the podcast, we watch something with the sound off and just to get the mind joggled. Um, yeah, and definitely <laughs> keeps it joggled one, from the this shit we've seen. Joggling my mind for sure. Um, we have seen a. Um, the weirdest thing I want to take away from it is that there was like a spider yeah. human that. You saw it? I saw that, yeah. There was like. A, it's just goosebumps. This is goosebumps, yeah. Yeah. It's, What's this rated? I'll let you know. It's, I'm, it has to be for kids. like Because this was on the kids' network. You know what I mean? It's rated, it's rated G, G for Guardian. Wow. What the you fuck? You know what? I, I wouldn't let my kid watch this. This is like stuff of nightmares. This is like tells, tells from the crypt for kids that yeah. is, it, it's still scary. Well, I used to watch this as a kid. We used to have these on VHS. And the first one we were watching was very morbid because they were dealing with dead pets. Yeah, dead pets, dead it's cats. It's literally like Pet Cemetery. That's a Stephen King horror book mm-hmm. and movie. It's like not for kids, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, very true. I don't know. And then it's... Did you read these books as a kid? few of them yes well i may have read like one or like it's been a part of like a group read yeah. you know my brother has read a bunch of them we had probably still do have at least 50 of them you ever feel weird that your brother's like good at golf and you're not no i mean i'm good at things he's not but yeah Is, do you ever think that's weird like a lot of my siblings are kind of the same Except for, like, Ashley's good at art, and I don't know, we're all pretty much, like, athletic, or, like, have athletic capabilities. The only one that I wouldn't see as athletic is Vanessa. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's just because I've never known her to play sports or anything. Yeah, but then it seems like you and Jeremy are, like, completely opposite ends of the spectrum in everything. It's very true, honestly. Yeah. Like... This man, I'm just going to start out with, this man graduated, like, top 10 of his class or something right. like that. Something that people only dream of doing. Yeah. I graduated top, <laughs> like, 50, 50%. Yeah. So, like, 250. Two, two something, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Man, I went to college. I couldn't even dream of going about to college. I hated right, yeah. college. I'm going to college for, like, the hardest degree, too. And yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened, happened. But yeah, um, still being able to have that opportunity 
to do that. Oh, it's yeah. Ridiculous. Do you well, think it's something you did, or do you think it's just pure personality? <laughs> of, like, not going to college? Yeah. I think it's because you got jerked off so much as a 13-year-old that... Honestly? semen retention was low. Semen retention? If <laughs> anything, I went through what Kanye did. I, oh, got, yeah. I got introduced to porn, young. <laughs> <laughs> did he... Oh, no. He, yes. said that, he said that on Twitter or something. No, I've seen a video about him, yeah. like, talking about it, where he's like, yeah, I was introduced to, like, porn at, like, nine years old and well, stuff. Well, what I was going to say is I think that was part of the, in part of first, the first part of the documentary. Really? He talks about it then, too? Yeah, I think so. But you, you'd have to watch to find yeah, out. Yeah, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll watch it tonight, honestly, when we're done with this. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but, yeah, me and Jeremy are just... Cause I don't even talk to him. Like, you know how often I talk to him? Yeah. Maybe, maybe once a month. Right. It's weird, honestly. Like it is weird. But I mean, I don't talk to my siblings that much either. Yeah, but like, I'll put it this way: like, I look at you and your siblings. Like, I feel like you can walk up to your siblings and easily have a conversation with them, no problem. Yeah. I can't. I feel like I can't do that with Jeremy. <laughs> That's, that's, you know, weird. It's weird and like kind of sad, but it's not like I don't see anything to be done about it. It's just like the personalities. It's not like there's love lost. Exactly. exactly. That's why I say I don't see it as weird because I know if I went to him and I really wanted to talk to him, he's going to sit there and talk to me no matter if I wanted, if he wants to or not. But since y'all are just both. Yeah. And plus, y'all were both pretty much like born in almost different eras. Like, yeah, well, we're three years apart. But yeah. yeah, but you know, they just like the people around him are into different things, and the people around you, yeah, like, it was like that the whole time growing up too. It, well, exactly, because I mean, we've both experienced pretty much. I want to say close to the exact same things because yeah. growing up in high school. Like, I mean, with me, it was always, like, hold down the one girl. You got pussy all the time. Let's just say that. Hell yeah, really. And, and then, uh, I don't know. I feel like we've always, in high school-wise, we had the same experiences, just different times. So he was more grown by the time I was doing other, doing the things he, he did. All right, let's take a shot to wrap it up on this last topic. So, as many of the Walking Home listeners may know, me and Mason are roommates. Roommates. Before sharing a house. Going three years. Before sharing a house, me and Mason shared slash co-owned something very valuable and important to our lives <sighs> in teenagehood, and that is... Goddamn O three Ford Explorer. O three Ford Explorer Golo slash gold color. <laughs> Not to be confirmed. If anybody knows of the color Golo, reach out. Let reach us know. <laughs> Please, dear God, let us know. <laughs> It's either Golo or gold, and I'll tell you what. Old Glory Jr. is not gold. If she's damn Golo. If she's gold, she's some fucking fool's gold. <laughs> so, me and Mason 
bought. Okay, Mason's original car was a Ford Explorer 99, 98? 98. 98 Ford Explorer white. Pearl white. Mason, tell the story. About 15. Bought me a 1998 Ford Explorer Limited. Limited. Pearl white. She has some sparkles Pearl on white. her. Has some sparkles on her. Pearlescent. Pearlescent white. And, uh, one day coming home, yeah, I thought I was goddamn, uh, Dale Earnhardt. Dale, <laughs> no, that motherfucker, he drifts for monster, whatever Kent isn't Block. It? Kent Block. I thought I was Kent Block out, out here drifting on Westmoreland when it's sprinkling. Oh man, was I wrong? <laughs> Totaled my shit into a ditch in a tree. Drove it home though. No pro drove that bitch home. Spun out. Did hit a, a tree. Yeah, did a one eighty, hit a tree in a ditch. Passed the statute of limitations. Um, took it home. Wrecked. Yeah. So then on now a, on a flat tire, like driving on the rim. Yeah. So now you have to get a new car. Yeah, six months and later. You we were, this is when we started hanging out a lot. Yeah. And when we were going to look for the cars, had you already seen the Explorer and knew that you wanted one too? Or no. were you just going to random car lots? We're basically just going to random car lots and looking. I had no idea what I wanted. I just, if I found something that was nice and affordable, I was going for yeah. it at that point. So when you saw the 2003 Ford Explorer Golo color. <sighs> what did it for you? The the chicken shit and hay in the back, <laughs> or, the, or the half leather, half cloth seats, or was it? Just think is what the, I knew. The uh, unused amplifier cables <laughs> that were just <laughs> sticking out. <laughs> Oh man, who even knows at that point? I was carless for seven months. I was just you just ready to take anything. Honestly, I overpaid for that car too. I paid four grand for that car. Hell yeah, that ain't a four grand car. It was not. That car was a piece of shit. Yeah, talk about me and Daniel driving it. Yeah, we both of us took the key out. And the whole ignition came out with yeah. it. <laughs> Car's still running, bro. It had so many problems with it, but it was just such a trooper that... I mean, we started it up and drove it around the block, no problem. Oh, yeah. Jumped just it off. Took, took a little charge, got her right back running. Just need some oil in her and she'll run like nothing happened to her. So what is the pinnacle of Ford Explorer stories for you? Pinnacle. Hmm. I don't know, man. I've had so many good times in that car. One of the top ones that I always remember is me, you, and Allie. We were driving around smoking, and we were on the service road, like, going towards Red Oak, like, towards the Whataburger, and you had, like, the joint, and it was, it was basically <laughs> done, and you were like... I can't let go. My fingers are locked <laughs> together. I was like, bitch, throw it out. It's like, I fucking can't. Then we passed a cop and I just got so mad. I was just like, throw the <laughs> fucking joint out or the blood out, man. 
That's one of the uh, top things I can that remember. Was one of the first times I ever got locked up, like smoking weed. Yeah, you, it happened to you two or three times. Yeah. I remember in the Ford Explorer. Yeah, that's just a oh uh, that and oh, time travel. Right. Yeah. Oh man, I, I forgot about the whole time traveling no, thing this morning. You think I I think about that all the time, honestly. Yeah. Damn. So my fucking time machine got sold, sold. for fucking parts. Back in time. Back in time, like, yeah. A whole Damn. two minutes. So we fucking we've talked. I think we told this story on the podcast. The one of the times you've been on, possibly more than likely. Yeah, but yeah, me and Mason time traveled in an impossible way that we made two lefts and ended up right back where no, we were. We made a left and a right. Left and a right. Yeah, some bullshit. And ended up back in the same intersection that we were at. And the, we always say that the only thing that doesn't discredit it is that the car malfunctioned Yeah, right one, after. Yeah, right after my radio was just cutting in and out. And then the next morning, the alternator died. Yeah, and that's a... Uh, that was the same. We did talk about this because I think we said yeah. that that was the same night that we put the weed in the ditch. Oh, man. Or the same day. Yeah, same day. Good times, good times. Yeah. But yeah, Ford Explorer 03. Mason, say, say a eulogy old glory. For, the, for Old Glory Jr. Was that? No, that was Old Glory the third. Because Old Glory Jr. I never had. No, Old Glory Jr. was the first Ford Explorer. Oh, yeah. The second one was Golo. The Lexus was the third, and now I'm on the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Eulogy. Old Glory the, se- Old Glory the third. You just said it was the second. Can't say that. It's Old Glory Jr. Okay, Old Glory Old Jr. Glory is Jr. the white one because Old Glory original was a white van we saw on the side of the road right that we it should've. was not white it had an american flag and an eagle on well, it well yes and it but said old glory it did you're leaving the whole part <laughs> of why why it's called old glory you just <laughs> belittled it to a white van yeah why we like what makes a white van old glory because <laughs> it had a fucking eagle and an american flag on it and it yeah, said old, old glory, glory on it Did, Did it, it say, say Old Glory? I don't know. It's the house across from Taylor that had it. No fuck. We're going over there. We gotta if, go over there. If it's not icy tomorrow, <laughs> we're going. Oh, shit. I pointed it out when I picked her up today or else I would have noticed it. When I picked her up today, she was like, I'm dying at that van. And I looked back. I looked back and I looked back and, like, the back of the van had an eagle and an American flag. Now, was the eagle on the back, though? I thought it was on the side. It was on the side, but I don't remember what the back looks like. It was like yeah. the back windows, but it was like a, like a kidnapper van. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Our old Glory was did it, a Did it have van. two windows on the back, though? I, I didn't really look at it that hard. I just saw the very back. Okay. Window. It was just like a big square with an eagle on it. <laughs> oh, man. Hopefully man. it's it. If I ever saw a Glory Jr. I on will. the side of the road, I would stalk that person to yeah. wherever they're going. Be like, man, can I at least take a picture that, with like, your car? If I saw O'Glory here in Waxahachie, I would follow to at least outside of Dallas. That's 
before I was like, this is too much. But the day Caleb points out a white van with that on it. With an eagle on it and an American flag, yeah. I'm not even listening to y'all talk, and that's the one thing I hear. Yeah. Maybe that's going to be the van that takes you. That's the van. Yeah. Mm. Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, oh, back all to right. your eulogy, Mason. Eulogy. Oh. <laughs> all, all glory the third. Damn. Served us damn well. Got me high when I needed you to. Got me needed. Got me where I needed to go. Other than two times you had a flat tire, and the alternator going out three times, and the ignition coming out. Man. What? She's my pride and glory. May I say a few words, Mason? Yeah. Old Glory Junior. You were my home when I was a teenager. And I didn't have a home. You were my home. Slept in that bitch multiple times. When you broke down on us, we didn't give up on you. Hell no. And when we broke down on you, you didn't give up on us. Hell no. Wherever you are today, old glory, junior, the third. May your parts rest in peace. May, (laughs) May your parts rest in peace and may that radio... Not be just thrown away. And may they respect the Ford racing spirit in you. God damn it. Ford Explorer Golo 03. We love you so much. You're the home we walked to at one point. Congratulations. <laughs> Bless you, Mason. Thank you. I tried to do Jr. that loud. Your spirit will come back around to us one day. <laughs> I might have a van one day. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> we did not, it was not given up on. Ever. We used to, uh, we I used wish to, I could still have some of its parts. We used to hotbox it every oh, weekend. Hotboxing it that day when my window randomly shattered. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. I it rode with broken. it through that. It just fucking shattered. Like, what the fuck? Anyways, so to wrap it up, this podcast is dedicated to all the Ford Explorers out there. Ride it till the wheels fall off, baby. Hell yeah. Ford Explorer. Ford Explorer. Ford fucking tough. You got a choice. Even back in 03. Go, go low. When you see the chance, take it. The Explorer will never steer you wrong. Amen. Amen. Cross-eyed Jesus. Osiris loves you. Cross-eyed Jesus was right.